Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody that is joining us online. This is 40 days of prayer and fasting. Thank y'all for being here. It's awesome. Uh, today we're going to talk about why fast? Why should we fast? Uh, we talked about Thanksgiving. We thought to, talked about praise. And today we're getting into day three of, of praying and fasting. And here's the thing that I'm finding myself. I'm sitting here going, why am I doing this? <laughs> why do I want to fast? Uh, I don't remember right now. That's why we want to go and encourage ourselves in the word because you start getting hungry. You know, your body starts telling you and letting you know uh, that it wants to be the boss, right? And you're, you're wondering, why am I doing this? And you need to have encouragement in those times or else what you'll do is you'll find yourself falling away and, and doing it for the wrong reasons. You want to know, why am I doing this fast? And so we're going to look at Isaiah 58. Thank you so much for joining us and thank you all for being here as well. And uh, we're going to just pray over this today. We're going to pray about this fast and for strength to be given. We're hitting those days where everybody's feeling a little bit weak from not eating or eating less. And, and uh, you're, what are you doing actually? You're learning right now how to take the flesh and submit it and put it down. You're learning how to hear more from the voice of God and not from the voice of your flesh. It's kind of like you're turning the volume down on your flesh and you're turning it up with God. Uh, I have this, this is something the Lord shared with me some time ago. He said, he said, anytime you tell me yes, uh, you tune in to me. And in other words, anytime you tell the Lord no, you step away and you can't hear. It's kind of like an old radio where the more, the more you would tune in, the clearer it would get. And when you tell him no, it's like you're turning it away and it gets staticky. Uh, that's in moving with God, being empowered by God, hearing from God, anytime we tell him yes and our flesh no, it, he becomes more clear, more powerful. Everything just seems to work according to the kingdom of God. But when we tell him no, it doesn't. So why do we fast? So before we get into that, let's just pray. Lord, we thank you. Thank you, thank you. I want you just to join with me right here. Let's apply what we've learned the last two days. Let's enter the gates with thanksgiving and the courts with praise. So we're going to thank you and we're going to praise you. Let's thank him and praise him together. Lord, we just thank you. Thank you for opportunity to walk with you. Thank you for opportunity to build your kingdom, Lord. Thank you so much for your goodness and your, and your mercy, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, that even during this prayer and fasting, we are growing closer to you. We're drawing closer to you. We're, we're receiving of your anointing and of your power. We're receiving freedom, Lord. We thank you for it. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. And Father, we just celebrate you. We praise you right now. You are the great and mighty God. You are a loving Father. We celebrate having a loving Father, Lord. No matter what our history looks like, no matter what our past held, we have a loving Father in you. And you make all the difference. You make all the difference, Lord. You are a loving Father. Father, praise God. Son de la dia, tarama, ye 
Yeah, we celebrate you and we praise you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Father. We praise you and we worship you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your strength. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, when we look at fasting and why fasting, uh, one of the things that we want to see is, is it right to fast? You know, are we not covered under grace? Do we have to fast anymore? Uh, Jesus said this. He said a couple of things. He said that when you fast, he said when you fast. In other words, he didn't say if you fast. He said, once I leave, he said, while I'm here, uh, the disciples basically, they didn't need to fast. But when the bridegroom is gone, the disciples will need to fast. And he says, so when you fast, right? And he told them in, in the stories and in the teachings, when you fast, uh, don't look like you're all beat up and, and, and all beat down and everything. But you don't want most people to know that you're fasting. You know, some people that can know that you're fasting can be your pastor, uh, your family, uh, people like that. But you don't want to broadcast it. You don't want to, you know, be all disheveled and, and, uh, oh, what was me? And then now you're receiving mercy from other people. Well, what's going on? Why do you, well, I'm fasting because then that becomes your reward. You want your reward to be from Father in heaven and you want Him to know. So whatever it is you're fasting, we're not trying to broadcast that, but it, here's the key words that I'm getting at. He said, not just if you fast, he said, when you fast, right? So the first thing is, it's a commandment from the Lord that we need to fast. We need times of setting our flesh down, submitting our flesh, and listening stronger for the voice of God. We need those times. We don't need to be walking around in times where we never are, are taking any effort to step into the things of God. We constantly need to step in into those. Basically today, before we pray, I want us to go into Isaiah 58 and look at fasting. There's, there's some key points in Isaiah 58 that are just beautiful. Uh, and the first couple of verses, I'm going to go back to those at the end. But in, I want us to start at about verse, let's see here. Verse uh, 6, Isaiah 58, 6, and then we'll go back and, and look at it. Just know that we're talking about fasting before we get into verse 6, and you'll see that when we go back to those verses. But verse 6 says, Is this not the fast which I choose to loosen the bonds of wickedness? So one of the things that happens is when we fast, we loosen the bonds of wickedness in our life. So why do we fast? You know, one of the things that we have to be mindful of is that when we fast and when we pray, we're doing these things to line up with the Lord. We're doing these things to line up with his will. And yet in the middle of it, like in, I know last night I was kind of hurting from not eating and I wanted to taste something and everything. I was, my body was desiring that. That's not abnormal. It's just a part of fasting. And I was sitting there going, man, why am I doing this again? And 
we want to remember why we're doing this. We are seeking to get closer to the Lord and we want to not just be a lukewarm person. We, our job as ambassadors is to go after him with all of our heart. And in Romans, we've talked about this verse some, in Romans 12, 1 and 2, it says that we should give ourselves as a living sacrifice, right? holy and acceptable unto God, which is our spiritual service of worship. So in other words, we don't want to just uh, just live a life that's mediocre and then get up in front of God and he said, I gave you all these abilities and all these talents. Why didn't you use them? Part of fasting is going after him in the sense of saying, look, Lord, I, I this is my reasonable service to give me to you. This is my reasonable service of worship. I'm giving you myself. Well, a lot of people, it's pretty simple and pretty easy to sit back, never fast, never pray, but still claim to be a Christian. But yet Jesus said, when you fast, in other words, he made it clear that we should be fasting. So we want to say, here's the question, is Jesus our Lord or is he not? Is he the king of our life or is he not? If he's the king of our life, then we follow what he says. And when he says, you know, when you fast, he's telling us very clearly that we should be fasting. Another scripture says this kind goes out not by, but by prayer and fasting, right? In other words, he was showing us that there's power that you step into. There's a freedom that you step into by fasting. And in order to be who God's called you to be, it requires some prayer and fasting. And we have to decide, am I, you know, am I just, you know, a Christian that's going to be that mediocre Christian, or am I going to be someone that God can say, honestly, well done, good and faithful servant? I don't know about you, but I want to be, when we get to heaven, well done, good and faithful servant. One of the things that we're you know, getting ready to study is how much when we get to heaven, there are awards that are eternal, right? And they're based off of what we do now. Right now, the word says that this life is but a vapor. So, you know, I'm 44 right now. And 44 seemed really, really old to me when I was, you know, 10, 12, 15, 20, right? But right now it doesn't seem that old. The Lord in his perspective says that your life here on this earth is but a vapor, in other words, if you ever see, you go out into the cold and you breathe, you can see your breath, instantly that vapor in your breath dissipates and it's gone within a second. And that's how the Lord says our life is in comparison to eternity. This life on earth is just a vapor. Whereas it feels long to us, we need to say, listen, this thing, it may feel like, all right, fasting, for example, this, you know, we're doing 40 days of prayer and fasting. There's all kinds of different fasting. This 40 days, the first time I ever did a 40-day fast, in my head, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, this is forever. But then once the 40 days came and passed, I went, 
you know, it wasn't as long as what I thought it was. And it actually passed. And then I did my second one. And that one wasn't as long as what I thought it was, right? And all of a sudden, I, I gained a perspective that this is not as big as what my mind, my flesh is trying to make it out to be. And in other words, these days, like last night, I mean, I was, I was having to put my flesh down personally last night because I just wanted to taste something. I, it wasn't that I was hungry as much as I just wanted to taste something. And I was having to think on that. And I was thinking, why am I doing this? I'm doing this because, first of all, it's not as long as what my body's wanting to make it feel. I got to re reject that idea that my body, you know, basically your flesh is going to be saying stuff like this. You're going to die. You know, that's the way your flesh reacts. But it's not. It's not like that, although it might feel like that. Praise God that we're not led by our feelings, but we're led by the Spirit of God. If Jesus told us to fast and he said examples of fasting, then absolutely we can follow his example, and we are supposed to. Um, one of the things is you notice that Jesus, do you know that Jesus never did any miracles till after he had gone into the wilderness and fasted? The supernatural walk of Jesus happened as he went and spent time with the Father and he was baptized with water and with the Holy Ghost. When he was filled with with the Holy Ghost as he was baptized in water with John. Then he went and he went out into the wilderness and fasted for 40 days. And then the devil came and tempted him. Then the angels, he sent the devil on his way. And then the angels came and they ministered to him. It was right after that that he went to the wedding at Cana and turned the water into wine. And the, the word says that was his first Miracle. So fasting lines us up with God. And so the question really is, do we want to be lined up with God? Do we want to be obedient to him? Do we want to be on fire with God? And do we want to receive well done, good and faithful servant? If your answer to those questions is yes, then you need to be doing some prayer and fasting. It's just that simple. We want to be lined up with God and doing great and mighty things. Doing what God calls normal, not what we've seen normal in the church. We want to do what God calls normal, right? Now, Here's some of the things that fasting does for you personally. We have to look at fasting from two different areas. Number one, how does it benefit me personally? Uh, or I should say that would be uh, part two. But number one is, how does it benefit God? See, if our heart is loving, then we're going to say, I'm going to fast because it benefits my king. That should, that should be above anything else. But it's not to be thrown away that it will also benefit you. Fasting will benefit you. Let's look at some of those benefits now in verse 6. It says, Is this not the fast which I choose? To loosen the bonds of wickedness. Have you ever felt like you just can't break free from your flesh and the temptations of the flesh? Have you ever felt like that? This fasting will help you break those bonds. Uh, I'll give you a story uh, as we go on in that verse. To undo the bands of the yoke and to let the oppressed go free and break every yoke. In other words, this is what fasting will do. It will break the bonds, loosen the yoke, break, the, break every yoke. 
There's a power in that fasting. And so one of the things that happened um, uh, when I did the first 40 day fast, I was, and I'd, I'd fasted multiple times before that. I'd just never done one that long. But this is a fresh example of that. Is when I did that, honestly, the first day it went okay. The second day, God gave me one of the strongest revelations I've ever experienced. But I'll, I'll be honest with you. After day three, day three to day 40, I literally at one point in the middle of it said, Lord, are you even there? Because I couldn't feel anything. Now, I knew from the word, I knew that he was there. He was helping me. He was seeing me through it. But there was like no communication. I wasn't getting anything. I didn't feel there was no other revelation after that. And I don't know if it was me or if it was just I needed to apply faith and say, I'm, and this is what I ended up doing. Lord, I know you're there and I know I know that you're working in me. You're doing things in me right now, but I just don't feel it. And again, praise God that we don't move by feelings, because if I was going by feelings, I just said, what's the point of this? I'm stopping. And that wasn't it. But let me tell you what happened after the 40 days here. I go through that 40 days and I come out the other side of the fast. Now I'm starting to eat again. Glory to God. And uh, all of a sudden, I get on the other side of that fast. And the best way I can describe it to you is I just felt light. I could tell as I came out of it, I could tell something had been broken off. But not just one thing, multiple things. What were they? I don't know. I just can tell you that I feel different. I'm, something was different. There had been bonds on me that had gotten broken. There had been bands that had been cut, chains that had been shattered. And, and were they big and huge? I don't know. I don't really care. I was just doing what I was supposed to do. I'm going after God in this fast. And God, even while, when I could not feel it, he was breaking the yokes. Amen. And I walked out the other side of that feeling like a different person. I didn't feel like that in the fast. But when I got done, I could tell it. I was different. I was just a different Brian because I had freedom that came. So here's, is this not the fast which I choose to loosen the bonds of wickedness, to undo the bands of the yoke and to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke. This is what a fast will do. Look at verse seven. Is this fast, is it not to divide your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh. In other words, what this is saying is, is it not, doesn't the fast cause you to look at things from God's perspective and take action on it? See, so many times in our life we just get busy and we're just going through life doing everything that we think we're supposed to be do, doing. But yet the fast will help to open up your eyes and take action on the godly things that we should. It opens up mercy inside of us. It opens up giving. And it lets us look at life in the right perspective. Well, that, that is to say that before we fast, it's very possible, almost 100% possible, that, that we're looking at life the wrong way. 
So a fast will help us to see and be empowered to walk in life and to look at life in the right way, in a godly fashion. It will cause you to be more giving, more merciful in what you do. This is So here's the thing, if you really care about God and you care about doing those things His way, would you want to live life blinded by some things or deceived? No. No, a fast will help you see those right things. Well, here's the other side is once you see those godly things to do and you start walking in them, here's what happens. Seed time and harvest goes into effect. God is not mocked. If you give yourself to God and you're doing those right things, then you are planting seeds. In Mark 10, it says this, that if you give something for my name's sake, Jesus said, or for the gospel's sake, it will be repaid now in this time and in the time to come 100-fold with persecutions. So what he's saying, though, is, look, you're going to be persecuted for thinking this way. You're going to be persecuted for being a Christian and being after Christ. But what you also are going to receive is seed, time, multiplied seed, and harvest in your life. In other words, there's going to be an overflow of financial things, of spiritual blessings in your life. You're going to be strengthened spiritually. You're going to be strengthened physically. These are all overflow, and that comes from doing, looking at life the right way, doing the right thing. And that comes from fasting. So one, fasting breaks the yoke. It breaks the bonds, right? Two, it helps us to see and act on godly things and, and gives us the power to do that. All right. Now look at verse eight. It says, verse eight, fasting, still talking about fasting. It says, you, your light, then your light will break out like the dawn. All right, let's just stop right there. Your light will break out like the dawn. Well, this is this can be referencing a couple of things. I think it's referencing both of them. Number one, light leads to revelation. Okay, so in other words, uh, if you walk into a dark room, let's say, if you walk into a dark room, uh, do you have revelation of what's in there and where to walk and what not to trip over if you don't have the light? No. So light speaks of revelation. Haven't you wanted to know more things about God and how he operates? Haven't you wanted to know what to do? how to handle this situation. Well, this is one of the things that fasting brings about. It breaks open the light in your life so that you can walk in and step into new revelation. All right. Another thing is this, that, that God talks about this in several places. In Isaiah uh, chapter 60 is one where he says, Arise, shine, for your light has come. And he talks about that nations will come to the rising of your light, to the glory that God's given you. In other words, you also become a beacon for the world. You become a beacon when that light, your light breaks forth like the dawn, right? And think about this. When it breaks forth like the dawn, hold on one second here. When, when your light breaks forth like the dawn, have you ever been watching the sunrise? And you know how the sunrise, uh, it's dark, it's at night. And then all of a sudden, it starts to light up and you can start to see your surroundings. But when that sun breaks the horizon, 
When the sun breaks the horizon, it's like light explodes all over the place. Is this not the call of the church in this world? To drive darkness back. Darkness can't comprehend light. It can't understand it. It won't overcome it is another way that it says in John 1. Darkness cannot overcome the light. Wouldn't it be nice if every person in the body of Christ, every single one of us, our light exploded on the scene? What would the world look like if our light exploded like that? Wouldn't it be something? Wouldn't the world be different in a very short period of time? If every believer, just think about every believer here at Boomerang, if our light just exploded on the scene. All of a sudden, darkness would be repelled with force by God, even in our family and in our friends and our co-workers. Just darkness would be expelled in huge, big ways. Well, what does that mean? That, that means that the truth of the matter is we haven't shown the light that we can. And part of the reason we haven't is because we haven't given ourselves to prayer and fasting. Because if we fast, is this not a promise? Your light will break out like the dawn. So revelation and evangelism and break, uh, beating back the darkness explodes onto the scene of our life when we fast. That's awesome stuff. It's so good. All right. And then it says, and your recovery will speedily spring forth. Your recovery, when you need to recover from something, have you ever had a blow in your life and you needed some recovery? It will speedily spring forth, speedily spring forth. You know, um, we were your story where you needed some recovery when you first got to Boomerang. I believe that some of that speedy recovery, I don't know if it was on your part or on, on our part or on a little bit of both, which is probably what it was, but... When I fasted and prayed as a pastor and as a leader, I'm not just bringing forth recovery for myself. I'm bringing it forth for the whole congregation. So you walk in and you needed recovery and all of a sudden recovery breaks forth, right? It speedily comes. I would say that what you experienced was a dynamic of fasting. And, you know, that just, it makes sense because that's God's word. So here's the thing. What if we wouldn't have done that? What if we would not have done the fasting? Would it have happened the same? Probably not. Probably not. Praise God we did. See, we want to be proactive in this. In other words, am I fasting because I have a problem? No, I'm fasting because I want to not have problems in the future. And I want to help other people not have those. So when I'm sitting there and my flesh is telling me that I'm hungry or I want something, i got to remember, what are we doing here? What are we doing? We're breaking the bonds. We're breaking the bonds. The light, our light, uh, we're seeing things in godly ways and we're in, being empowered to do godly things. Our light is breaking forth like the dawn. It's exploding in our lives. A recovery is coming to me and my family and the people around me. We're setting this up already. Uh, my dad used to have a saying uh, that he said a lot and that was, don't load your gun in the middle of the battle. I watch as a pastor so many times where people, they get, they get hurt. All of a 
sudden they're in the hospital, their life is on the line, and now they want to learn about God. Many times, it's too late at that point. You've got so much ingrained that's not God. You're so not prepared. It, it just takes a miracle for anything to happen in that situation. However, I also watch people who they've given themselves to the Word, who they've not forsaken the assembling of the saints. They've given themselves to prayer and fasting. They come up into that situation, and even though it's life and death in the eyes of other people, in their their eyes is no big deal. They, it's just covered. They've got it covered. Why? Because they've already prepared. They've loaded. They're loaded with spiritual weapons. And when that enemy tries to come in, he doesn't have a chance because the power of God blows them away. So why are we fasting? We're prepared, whether it be for ourselves or whether it be for somebody else. We are prepared people walking in the presence and the power of God through prayer and fasting. He says this, your light will break out like the dawn, your recovery will speedily spring forth, and your righteousness will go before you. The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. When your righteousness, you, um, I don't want to get into a whole teaching on righteousness, but Righteousness is the foundation of your Christian walk. That's why when you believe on God in Romans 10, 9 and 10, righteousness is what you're given there. You're given righteousness and through that righteousness, salvation. And so when righteousness, we are made the righteousness of God in Christ. Righteousness truly is our firm foundation that will not shake. It's stable. It's solid. That's righteousness. But it also puts you in right standing with God and it gives you rights to your inheritance. In other words, uh, think about like this. I know that every believer has rights to 100% healing. However, I also know that every believer does not walk in 100% healing, right? So why, why don't they walk in that? Well, one, they might not know that it's there. They might not understand that they have a right to it in their inheritance in Christ. Uh, they might have something in their life uh, that's not lining up. I want you to think about it like this. If my righteousness goes ahead of me, it establishes what is mine. It establishes my inheritance, even if I don't have it all right yet. Prayer and fasting helps to establish that righteousness in front of every step of my life so that by the time I get there, I'm walking in what my righteousness has afforded. So in other words, righteousness, this fasting will open up and unlock the power of righteousness in our lives. Well, that, that talks about... Um, over in 2 Corinthians 9, it says you can increase the harvest of your righteousness. What it's talking about there is when I give money, right, I can learn how to increase the harvest of my righteousness. If my righteousness goes before me, then all of a sudden what I'm looking at is I will be receiving the fullness of what I should be receiving on what I give. In other words, what I give in tithes, the 10% of my increase, and offering anything above 10%, I'm receiving, if I'm in my full righteousness, I'm receiving the full harvest. The full harvest. Well, if my righteousness goes before me, it prepares me to receive more and more of my full harvest, and I step into that 
by fasting. In other words, this year, 2018, do Nicole and I plan on being givers? Yes. Do we want a return on that giving? Absolutely, the most that we can have, right? We do want a return on that giving. All right, if I want a high return on my giving, what's something that breaks out that high return? Righteousness. And what breaks out that righteousness to go before me? Fasting. So all of a sudden I'm, I'm seeing, hey, there's a connection to this, that if I give myself in love to fasting, if I give myself in love to God and I'm fasting because I love him, there's, there's benefits to it. There's, there's things that break open because of my obedience. And this will take a little sidestep here. Why do we fast? Again, I told you, number one, we fast because we love God and we want to see his kingdom advance. Two is it also has some benefits to us. We want to make sure that, look, we're giving and we're fasting, not just for the benefit's sake, but not forgetting them either. In other words, if the Lord said, hey, if you do this, I'll give you this, then we want to make sure that we receive everything that he has paid for us to receive. But at the same time, we want to make sure that, look, I'm not just fasting just to increase who I am, but I'm fasting, Lord, because I love you. I love you. This is the reason I go after this fast. This is the reason that I pray. I, because I know that if I fast, my harvest will be higher in every area of my life. And that will advance the kingdom. And your kingdom, if I seek it first, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things will be added to me. So I need to make his kingdom, his ways, everything that God thinks is important. I need to make that first. But as it turns out, when I do that, I also step into the place where there is a, a harvest that is increased in my own life. So there's a balance of the two. We're doing it because we love God. We're also doing that because we want to receive what he's promised us. Because we recognize that if we're walking in abundance, we will have provision for every good work that he's called us to as well. And we'll be blessed. You know, the Lord not only wants his kingdom to advance, but he also just wants to bless you. He just wants to bless you. Prayer and fasting lines us up to receive the fullness of that. Not only that, he says your righteousness will go before you. He says the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. In other words, when the devil's trying to sneak up on you and he's trying to cause stuff to come on you, prayer and fasting causes the glory of God to stand up on your behalf, whether you know that you need it or not. It causes that to come up. All right. Then verse uh, 9, it says, and again, all of this in prayer and fasting. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry and he will say, here I am. If you remove the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness, and if you give yourself to the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then your light will rise in darkness and your gloom will become like midday. In other words, this prayer and fasting leads our whole life to a place where just the glory of God enters into our life. The, the weight of the world is broken, right? 
The weight of the world is broken. We can see clearly and be empowered to be godly. We can, our light will break forth. Our light will break forth. Our recovery will come speedily. The righteousness goes before you. The glory of God protects me from uh, attacks that would try to sneak up on me. Then we'll call and God will answer. Have you ever prayed and felt like, God, where are you at? You see, now, here's the thing. Does fasting bring God closer to you? No. God's there waiting on you the whole time. The issue is fasting causes us to step closer to God. We step into, it gives us the ability to step into his presence. If fasting is a way that we begin to consecrate ourselves, to become holy, to become separated from an unholy world and become partner with a holy God. That's what fasting does. It brings us to the place where we can connect with God. And we can, we can be in the position with him that he always has wanted us to be. It's, it's a way that we can put down the flesh. See, as, here's the thing about fasting. Are you, if you are born again, we talked about this the other night in our university impact class. Man is made up of three parts. The real man is the spirit man. He has a soul, a mind, will, and emotions. And he has a body. Now this body, until it, we receive the resurrected holy bodies, it is corrupted by sin. It carries corruption with it. As long as we're in this earth, we have a corrupted body, right? So as long as we're in this earth, this body is going to be trying to tell our brain, do it my way, do it my way, do it my way. Prayer and fasting recognizes that I have a natural tendency in this flesh to go the wrong way. But prayer and fasting says, I'm not standing for that. I'm going to go after and be like my father. I'm going to be holy and I'm going to partner with him. Flesh, sorry, you don't get to have a say so in this matter. And it helps us to put down the fleshly tendencies, the worldly tendencies, the sinful tendencies. It helps break those bondages, break us free so that we can do uh, what God wants us to do. And that's what fasting does. It puts us in the position to say, look, I know I have a flesh and it's constantly trying to pull on me, but you don't have a right. I'm doing what I need to do to stay right there together with my God, walk like him, be empowered by him, be blessed by him. It's being proactive uh, saying, Lord, I want to be like you. I want to walk like you. I want to talk like you. I want to think like you. And I want to advance the kingdom the way that you want to advance. I want your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, in my life, in my family, in my job, in my church. I want that. Fasting is taking a proactive stance. It is an, an action of faith. We can say all day long, See, we can say all day long that we love God, but there's things that God's told us to do. And if we will take action, see, the, the word says it like this. He says, faith without works is dead. He said, your works should line up with what you say you believe. If we truly want to be like God, 
and be and follow his example and, and be like Jesus, then what we're going to do is we're going to take the steps that Jesus did so that we can be like Jesus is. And one of the things he did was he fasted. Why? To step himself closer to the Father and to be empowered like that. Amen. So we can say all day long that we want to be like Jesus and we love Jesus and we believe in Jesus. But at some point, you need to be reading your Bible. At some point, you need to be planted in a church. At some point, you need to be praying. At some point, you need to be worshiping. And at some point, you need to be fasting. The truth be told, when I, when I first did that 40-day uh, fast, when I did that the first time, I didn't think I was going to tell anybody about it. I was thinking I'm not going to tell anybody. Because of my position as a pastor, it's a little bit different than other people. I did have people because I lost so much weight on it that first time they thought I was sick. And I was like, no, I'm not sick. I'm actually doing really good. Actually, I believe my body healed during the fast. It will. It's actually healthy for you if you do it right. And... Um, so at that, actually, I could feel my body kind of resetting to where it needed to be. It was a, it was weird and interesting all at the same time, but it was very healthy. And, um, I came out of that just feeling so good. And, but one of the things was I thought that I wouldn't tell anybody about fasting. I thought I wouldn't tell anybody about what I was doing. And it turns out the Holy Spirit kept leading me to tell people about it. And what I found out was, he wanted me to be a catalyst to get other people and get them engaged and jumpstart them uh, into doing the fasting that the Holy Spirit's been drawing them to uh, for a long time, the body of Christ. And in the process, there's been multiple uh, ministers that have told me, hey, I took a, a example of what you're doing and I started fasting. I've had multiple pastors tell me I started fasting after I watched what you were doing, what was going on. I started doing the same thing. And I was like, glory to God. Not only that, but people in the church last year when we did that uh, at the beginning of last year, uh, there was breakthrough all over the place from people that were starting to pray and fast. I mean, it just started breaking. There was breaking. You could feel the junk lift. I mean, you could just feel it lift. It was awesome. But not only that, but as I started talking to people about fasting and the importance of it, I had a large number of Christians come to me and say, I've never fasted. I've never fasted. Never fasted. And I was like, it shocked me. I, I was expecting to hear that every now and then, but it was a vast majority. People were saying, I've never fasted. And I went, wow, how can you have never fasted and be a believer? How can you do that? So a lot of times there's things that we say that we believe in, but we don't actually do that. And we will be catalysts and help other people to get on fire with God and to see the normal of God. You will help people. There'll be people that hear about you fasting and they'll start asking questions. They'll start asking questions about that. 
Praise God. Actually, uh, there's a gentleman that rode in today. If you're watching, hey man, good to, good to see you. And, uh, he was asking, I'm, I want to ask some questions about fasting. It's great. What a great question. I love that email that we got, that humility to say, hey, I want to do this. How do I do it? Tell me, tell me what I should do. Great stuff. And that's how we're supposed to be, where we're encouraging people to go after the Lord and to strengthen their relationship and see the breakthrough that comes with prayer and fasting in their lives. To see the anointing that comes. Amen. So, he says then in the end, he says, um, let's see here. God will say, here I am. And then he will remove the yoke. And then he says this, give yourself to the hungry. Your light will rise in the darkness and your gloom will become like midday. The Lord will continually guide you in verse 11. So before I get into that, he says your gloom will become like midday. In other words, where it was gloomy and murky and dark, he says it'll be like the noonday sun. Light will be everywhere. And all this comes from taking the right steps. And that's what fasting is. He says, the Lord will continually guide you and satisfy. Praise God. He'll be leading our steps. You ever felt like I just need to know what to do? It says the Lord will be continually guiding you. You see, all of these benefits, one would be awesome. But with all of them, they start piling up. When you, when you fast and pray, the benefits and the blessings, they start piling up. And before you know it, it's just like blessings are hitting you from every direction. And you're going, glory to God. This is awesome. I didn't know life could be this easy. Well, Jesus said it could. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. But what does it require for us to get in there? We have to be obedient to the things he's called us to do. And when we just simply get obedient, the blessings of God pour out all over us. He will continually guide you. He will satisfy your desire in scorched places, give strength to your bones, be like a watered garden and like a spring whose waters do not fail. Do not fail. In other words, man, the Lord brings supply. He brings the life that we need no matter where we find ourselves. Whether we're in a, a place of rich life or we're in a place of no life, God will bring life and it will overflow in us and out of us. Glory to God. Amen. So he then goes on to say, those from among you will rebuild the ancient ruins. You will raise up the age old foundations and you will be called the repair of the breach, the restorer of the streets in which to, to dwell. And so what he's talking about is if you go after me and you're empowered through prayer and fasting, you're going to become somebody that is not mediocre, not somebody who's small in the kingdom, but you will be somebody that has an effect that when you get to heaven, the Lord can say, well done, good and faithful servant, because you basically taken the word and said, I'll be obedient to it. But not only that, not only will you be an advancer of the kingdom, but your own life will receive the residual of those blessings and life will overflow in your own life. And it all comes back to saying, I'd rather fast than I would eat. I'd rather fast and pray than I would have that meal. That's not going to kill me anyway. 
It's not going to kill me to, not, to miss a few meals. I want to go after God. I'm more hungry for God than I am for that food. I'm more hungry for God than I am for that soda, for that dessert, for that spaghetti or whatever else. I'll stop naming food since we're all fasting. But that's just it. I'm more hungry for God and His goodness. And I need Him in my life. I need Him more than I need that meal. That's what it comes down to. It's really simple. Not to mention, you know, just as a bonus, you lose a bunch of weight and look good. Amen? I mean, just <laughs> glory to God. And everybody tells you just how, man, you look good. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. Bishop David Oyedepo said this. He said, talking concerning prayer and fasting, fasting, he said, don't eat away your destiny. Don't eat away your destiny. There's a destiny in God. And the word shows us that in our righteousness, we have all things. However, the harvest of our righteousness can increase or decrease. He shows that in 2 Corinthians 9. He says, your harvest can increase or decrease the harvest of your righteousness. It can increase or stay the same, basically. There's a destiny that God has for you, and it's great, and it's mighty, and it's better than you can even imagine, ask, or think. But many people, they keep eating away their destiny because they're not willing to put down the food or stop certain things in their life. We'll remind you that, you know, we we're recommending on this 40 day fast to stop eating something that will cause you to that in the end of the 40 days, you will have lost weight. So put down something so that you will at least lost some weight by the end of the 40 days. Also, stop putting in stuff that's ungodly for this 40 days. So no movies, TV, scrolling on social media, etc. Do those things. Don't eat away your destiny. Don't eat the worldly stuff so that we remain outside of what God is doing. But if we'll fast and pray, we can step into what God is doing and be empowered to be everything that he's called you to be. So now that teaching today has gone longer, but I still want to pray. Lord, and just let's pray and agree that we would be strengthened with all might to fast what God's called us to fast, to remember why we fast. Lord, we fast because we love you. We desire your things, your blessings. We have a desire for your blessings and your things. Lord, give to us what you have paid for, Jesus. Jesus, what you paid for, give those things to us. Give us our daily bread. In the name of Jesus, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, help us to be strengthened with all your might to continue disciplining ourselves, submitting our flesh, and stepping into godliness. Lord, let us see the reason. Look, we fast because we have a responsibility to fast, because we have a responsibility to build your kingdom. It's our reasonable service of worship. 
It's our reasonable service to give this body as a living sacrifice. And food won't tell me what to do. A movie or a TV show will not hold me bondage. I'm in control of that. It's not in control of me. That meal is not in control of me. I tell it what to do. And right now I'm telling it, no, you're not entering this body. Flesh, you're not running me. I'm submitting the flesh, the real man, the spirit man, born again and empowered by the Holy Ghost through the life of Jesus Christ. It is rising up in strength. It is renewing my mind and it is submitting the flesh. I will not eat away my destiny. I will receive the destiny that God has planned for me. Say this with me and agree it, agree with it. I will receive the destiny that God has for me and I will not let food or TV come in the way of what God has planned. I will advance the kingdom. While I'm on this earth, this 40 days and even this, this year of life on this earth is such a short period of time for the eternal rewards that you have planned. I will give myself now so that I might have the rewards later. I will give myself now so that the kingdom and many souls will come into the kingdom because of my actions. We will, in the name of Jesus, increase the harvest of our righteousness. We will not eat away our destiny. We will remember the whys of fasting. We will remember the benefits, the blessings. We will praise you in the middle of it. In the name of Jesus right now, minds and bodies be renewed and submitted to the will of God. Be strengthened with supernatural strength. Bodies be strengthened with supernatural strength. To remember when it's feeling good or when it's feeling bad, I'm doing this for the Lord. And that's more important to me than taking a bite of that food. Thank you, Father, for strengthening your people. Thank you, for Lord, for lifting them up. Holy Spirit, thank you for empowering them to be your witnesses. Thank you, Lord, for their light breaking forth like the dawn. Thank you, Lord, that they will see like you see and act like you act and be merciful and be givers to people, Lord. Thank you, Father, for it. Thank you for protecting us with your glory, Lord. Thank you for being there when we answer, Lord, when we call on you. Thank you for answering. Father, we praise you for all of these blessings. Thank you for every bondage being broken, every bond, every band being cut in the name of Jesus, I speak it now. Every bondage on every person fasting, every band be loosed now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, that right now you're breaking addictions. You're breaking habits right now. Every bondage, every chain be shattered now. Every yoke be broken for everyone that's partaking in the fast and partnering with us in that. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, that they might not even know what it is, but all of a sudden they just feel the peace of God. Surround them and overtake them in Jesus' name. Lord, let us be strengthened to continue in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you for being here today. Thank you all for joining us here today. We just praise God. Lord, thank you for your goodness. Lord, thank you for the gift of fasting. 
Thank you, Father, for the gift of fasting. Lord, it opens up so much to us. We just praise you and we thank you. Thank you that your grace doesn't tell us that we don't have to, but your grace empowers us to be able to use the tools like fasting and prayer. Your grace empowers us to be able to do it and do it successfully. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. If you want to join with us in, in prayer and fasting, let us know. If you want to give, you can just click on the link there. Uh, we always offer that so that people can sow and partner with what we're doing. You're welcome to click that link online. Anybody that's here is welcome to give. And anybody, anything that anyone has given, the Lord told us to do this. In the name of Jesus, we receive that on behalf of God to advance the kingdom. And Lord, we just pronounce it uh, pressed down, shaken together, running over, multiplied back to them. Let it let their whole life increase. Seed time and harvest. You are not mocked in that. Lord, let their seed be multiplied and let them harvest the multiplication of it. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Have a great day. Bye bye. Thank you all for being here.